you can't believe how many people over the years I would love to keep up with it for, for, uh, for just to know how many people ask me over the years how do you handle somebody that you can't get along with and uh, remember something now and, and if you don't already know this you'll find it out uh, sooner or later you can't get along with everybody I don't care who you are you just can't you can try you can do your best and the Bible makes it very clear that we are to try to get along with everybody but how do you do it uh, in, in Christ Jesus now remember <clears throat> the book of Romans uh, it begins off showing us that we're sinners and we need to be saved that's anybody Jew or Gentile then he comes in the uh, chapters 9, 10, 11, he tells us about the Jews and how God's dealing with the Jews. We've studied that. Now we come to chapter 12, and we started studying that last week. And, and chapter 12 is just practical Christian living. And I want to get to chapter 13 in a few minutes, if the Lord allowed me to. But I want to begin to read in chapter 12, verse 17. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you live peacefully with all men. Dear beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would help us Christians to understand the principles that's taught in these verses on how to get along with people, no matter who they are. Lord, we can do it. Bless us now, we pray in Jesus' name. I was, if you'll notice in verse 18, the little word if begins off. If it be possible. That means sometimes it's not possible uh, to get along with everybody. Now, I want to start off with uh, when God, this is our social life that he's talking about tonight. Paul has three things to say about our daily contacts with those outside of Christ, first of all. In verse 14 and verse 15, Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Now, that word curse there does not mean to use God's name in vain. It means like uh, some people... I wish they were dead. I'll pray God to strike them to dead. That's what he's talking about. Not, not using uh, vulgar language in cursing them, but just wishing they were annihilated and gone. We're not to do that. And the Bible makes that very plain with anybody that you can't get along with. And remember now that what I said in verse 18, there is some people, and even Christians, as Christians, we just can't get along with. We try. But now, uh, notice... Paul has three things to say about our daily contacts with those outside of Christ. Now, I'm talking about, first of all, 
those that's not saved, all right? First of all, match their mood in verse 14 and 15. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice. Weep with them that weep. Amen. We can do that with anybody, can't we? I mean, if anybody's going through a hard time, we can weep with them. We can rejoice with them. I love to rejoice when I see anybody being blessed. Anybody that God's doing a good thing, whether they're saved or unsaved. Amen. And you don't go around and say, well, I don't understand. I'm a Christian and I ain't blessed like, I don't have a house like them. I don't have a car like them. I ain't making money like them. No. Uh, The Bible makes it very plain as Christians, we're to bless them whether they're saved or not. We're to say, praise God, you know, for their blessings on their life. So what it says, first of all, if you're going to win them to Christ, if you're going to be the Christian you ought to be in your social life, then you've got to match their moods. Secondly, mind our matter, our manners. Verse 16, be of the same mind, one towards another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit. You know what that means? Hey, I'm a Christian. I don't do those things. I don't go to those places. I had a missionary came here several years ago and I said, uh, after service tonight, I'd like to take you out to eat. And uh, he said, after service, I said, are you ready to go? He said, yeah, where are we going? I said, let's go to Red Lobster. Oh, he said, I can't go there. He said, they serve liquor there. And I don't go any place they serve liquor. I said, then you have to stay home because there ain't no place in Brandon that don't. Amen? Hey, I haven't got to go in the bar. I haven't got to go in there and put this. I ain't got to go sit up there at the bar and, and drink and care of the rest of them. But the Bible makes it play plain. Be of the same mind one to another. Mind not high things. And condescend the men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceit. Be careful. We're, this is something I believe in 100%. If I'm going to witness to somebody, I never want to slam the door where somebody else can't witness to it. And you know you can do that? You can hurt somebody's feeling that another Christian can never talk to them about the Lord again. And we're not to do that. Now, when we start talking from 17, verse 17, verse 21, is to mark them these methods. The Christian in his social context is to follow the rules <clears throat> laid out in the Sermon on the Mount. Four principles are highlighted by Paul here. Number one, live passively. Uh, Verse 17, the first part. Recompense to no man evil for evil. That takes for granted some will do evil to the child of God. Now, (coughs) we're not to retaliate. Uh, We're to uh, turn it over to the Lord. We're to turn over uh, our cheat one to the other. I heard a man tell me, a very godly man say to me one time, I was talking to him about turning the cheat. If somebody slaps you, turn the other cheat. He said, yeah, but the Lord don't tell you what to do after you turn the other cheat. Like I'll slap him crazy after that. No, you won't find that in the Bible. Amen? And so the Bible is very plain uh, to forgive. Now watch these four principles. Uh, to turn uh, Joseph is a type of this. You remember what Joseph? <clears throat> Joseph was persecuted. He was ridiculed. He was sold into slavery. Yet he provided 
for his brothers. He protected them. He pardoned them and promoted them. David is another type. David set his mind uh, on... Uh, uh, Saul set his mind on murdering David. And David held back his hand from Saul from killing him several times in the Bible. He could have. Paul is another type. Paul's people sought to kill him and tried to undermine his work for the Lord. Yet Paul prayed the prayer of intercession for them. He wanted all his kinsmen, the Jews, to be saved. So number one, we are to live passively. Don't retaliate. Don't get even. Remember, if you get even, you are on the same level as they are. Amen? And that's something every, every Christian ought to always remember. I'm not on the same level as those that do evil. I'm above that. I'm in Christ Jesus. Amen? But if I condescend to their level, then I'm on the same level that they are. I want above that. Now watch. Secondly, we are to leave peerlessly. The last part. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. In all the social dealings, the Christian is to live above reproach. Honest with his fellow men. He's not to profess one thing and practice another. <clears throat> the hardest thing I had to deal with as a young Christian, I was in the masonry business. And people in the church would find out that I could build good fireplaces. And they'd come ask me, now, will you build me a fireplace? And when I get through, I'd turn in the bill. Oh, you're a Christian. You're not to uh, uh, you know, charge another Christian uh, the same thing that you charge the world. Wait a minute, this is business. And you better remember that. As a, as a Christian, if you do it in business with another Christian, you treat them just the way you do anybody else. And I had a lady come and beg me to build a fireplace one time. I never will forget it. And I went out and borrowed the money and bought $1,000 buying the materials to build a fireplace and build it. And I went and turned over the bill to her after I got through it. She said, oh, I don't have any money, preacher. I just wanted you to build me a fireplace. And I said, ma'am, if you can live with it, I can live without it. Now, I want to show you how God works, though. And I mean this with all my soul. You can't get even. You can't get back with that person. I know a man, a, a Christian man, that put in a sprinkler sif, sif, uh, system for a person, <clears throat> and he put it all in, got through, turned in the bill, said, man, it ain't going to pay you. He said, that's fine. So he backed up his truck, hooked a chain to the pipes, and pulled it all out of the ground. Hey, that's not a Christian. Those persons will never forget that he said he was a Christian and what he done. Now, I want to show you something. God will take the vengeance if you don't put your hand in it. I want you to watch this. We are to live peaceably. Look at verse 18. If it be possible, as much as life in you, live peacefully with all men. The third rule, if it be possible, as much as life in you, live possible with all men. Over and over again, Paul demonstrates this principle in his life in the book of Acts. Paul was beaten, put in jail, cursed, slandered, yet he tried to live at peace with all those who would let him. But if it meant compromising the gospel, then Paul spoke up. Did you know we're never to compromise the gospel? 
I'm going to obey the laws of my land as long as they don't go against this Word. But when they go against the Word of God, then I go with the Word of God. Amen? It's the same thing when you're dealing with individuals. You can't compromise the Word of God. Now, sometimes it is possible to get along uh, with some people, but sometimes it's not. But the Bible says we are to try. Now, the initiative in disturbing the peace should never lie with a Christian then. We should never be the one that's disturbing everybody, accusing everybody, causing problems all the time. Never. We are to live positionally. Look at verse 19 then. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap cold fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Let me give you another one that I had. <clears throat> a man, when I was, oh, good night, a uh, long time ago, anyhow, when I was about 40 years old, less than that probably, I built a little porch on the back of his house. I poured his cement and everything. And back then, all he owed me was $20. And when I got through, I said, I'd like to get my $20. He said, oh, I'm not going to pay you. And I said, look, buddy, if you can live with it, I can live without it. And I walked away. Now, 20 years later, his son is wrestling my son, my son on the brand wrestling team. My son beat him, by the way. But I was standing, I was sitting in the stands, and he saw me. He come over there to see me. He said, "Laduke, can I see you out in the hall?" And I said, "Sure." I walked out in the hall, and he said, "Every time I go by your church, I see your name, and that twenty dollars bothered me." For 20 years, that $20 bought me. I used to pitch fast, pitch softball. I'd pitch a good game. they put it in the paper. And he'd see my name in the paper. I'd preach a funeral, all kinds of things. He'd see my name. And every time he said, and he told me that every time I see your name, that $20 right there, I owed you. He said, can I give you that $20? I said, no, you keep it. No. Now listen, God knows how to do it. And you know what God said? If you don't take revenge on yourself, for yourself, then God heaps cold fire on their head. He puts the guilt trip on them. He takes it on them. The vengeance belongs to the Lord. We're to treat everybody kind. Now, watch. The Christian recognizes all the principle of vengeance. That is God's. In verse 20 and verse 21. Therefore, if any man hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt keep cold of fire on his head. This is a picture of Calvary. God's uh, vengeance, evil with God. Somebody says that God's going to get even. No. The cost of Calvary represents the very highest manifestation of hatred on the heart of man towards God. Yet at the same time, it represents the very highest manifestation of the love in the heart of God towards man. The very spear which pierced the Savior's side drew out the blood that saved souls. You think about that. 
That's God's principle of vengeance. If you try to get even with somebody, you will never lead them to Christ Jesus. They'll always be, well, you're not a Christian. And they won't listen to you. And you stop it from somebody else leading them to Christ. But if you give in to them and say, listen, uh, fine. And you go right on with your life and don't look back. Don't always say, I wish I'd have made them pay for I wish I, if I had that money uh, and you go on and on. Say, no, just don't look back. God will take care of it then. Now, the next chapter in the book of Romans and I don't try to go through it all tonight, but it has to do with this matter of love. And it's very important. Look at chapter 13 now, Romans. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. You know what it tells me? Every governmental Man, it's over me. God ordained them to be there at the time that they're there. Whether you like it or not, they would not be there if God didn't want them there for a purpose. And notice what it said. Ever so be subject unto the higher power, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resists the power, who are you resisting in? Are you resisting the government? Are you resisting the president? Are you resisting the mayor? No. The Bible says you're resisting God. Why? Because God's the one that put them there. Now watch. You can't resist God and get by. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Will thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. Yeah, I stopped the other day at the highway patrolman, and I, uh, I asked him for directions for something I was looking for. I said, do you know by any chance where that's at? And he told me, and I said, by the way, I want to thank you for the service that you're doing. Now, I got a ticket. I've got tickets. And you ever, you ever drive down the road? That dirty cop got me. Every one of you have, <laughs> if you ever got a ticket, uh, you know. But let me tell you something. If you don't break the law, you don't get a ticket. And that's what he's talking about. That's the reason I could tell that policeman, and I mean, I'm glad you're here. Amen. I deserve the ticket that I got, and I knew it. Amen. I deserve what I get if you break the law. And so the powers be of God, what are they there for? Should we be afraid of them? No. Look at it. For rulers are not a terror to good works. In other words, if you do what you ought to do, you ain't got nothing to worry about. And resist, they resist shall receive themselves damnation. Now, and verse 4. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, avenger, to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore, you must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For for this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. There was a preacher in this area several years ago that got a lot of people in his congregation in trouble. And he, he, he told them that you're a Christian. 
you don't have to pay income tax. And I mean, he got a lot of people not paying income tax for about two or three years. And then they got visited by the RIS. I think that's who they are. They're bad people to come getting their taxes. And they all had to pay up. Now I'll ask you something. Why do you pay taxes for the services rendered in your community? That belongs to every one of us. Amen. And the Bible makes it very poor. That's that's as much a Christian's job as it is an unsaved person. And we're to pay up our share of it. And we're to do what is right. And the Bible makes it very plain. Now, I'm going to quit there tonight, but I want to get back to this secular life of the Christian uh, in chapter 13. It's very important. It talks about the government. It talks about your neighbor. It talks about uh, your forces around you. It talks about everything that we get involved in life. God has an order. And if we live there, we can live at peace. Amen? And that's what we all want. Heavenly Father, would you bless your people tonight? We're so glad we're saved by God's grace. And Lord, you made that very plain in the first beginning of the book of Romans. Now, Lord, you're teaching us in these last chapters how to live out the Christian life through us. That people around us can see us, Christ in us, that we 